Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the tropes and trends of the horror genre. This is episode 163, where we are talking about hotels, motels, and anything that you can rent to put down your sleepy head for the night. This is Mike Campbell, and I'm joined by... Eric Lee. And... Liz Williams. All right. So here's the here is the big question. Have you ever stayed in a murder hotel room and or a haunted hotel? Liz first, because I have oh. not. Yeah. I have not, oh. but I've been really wanting to stay here. We have the Myrtles Plantation, which is like one of the most haunted hotels. And one day I'm gonna stay in. Ooh. But I don't not that I so not that I am aware of have I stayed in a murder hotel. Ooh. But, they might not tell me that. I we went. <laughs> we uh, a number of years ago, we were up in Port Townsend. There's a very famous up up on the Washington Peninsula. There's a very very famous hotel up there that is allegedly haunted, and uh, we were going to stay in there. But Hank, my youngest son, he was about four at the time, and and we kept talking up the fact that. Oh, it's haunted. Oh, why do it's, that to a kid? Oh, my goodness. It's, it's, it's a haunted. There's going to be go. And he was just like, no. You did that to yourself. That was, that's a, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We kind of kind of screwed the yeah. screwed up there majorly. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, none, yeah. None, nonetheless, uh, we did not stay at the haunted, haunted hotel, but we did walk through uh, the hotel. And it was a very, very, it was, I'll say this, it was a very strange layout, very skinny halls that were very tall, which uh, had a very a really off-putting architectural vibe. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, that was the closest I've been to a haunted hotel. Yeah. What about you, Eric? Uh, I wouldn't say haunted. Okay. Um, but I've, <laughs> what is this, what are the skeeviest places that oh. I've stayed? <laughs> I've 80, stayed 82nd Avenue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There was a road. I was uh, on my road trip across the country back uh-huh. in uh, 1991, uh-huh. and I stayed at a roadside motel in Mississippi. Woo! Where grossest uh, hotel I stayed. I was also in Mississippi. It was. <laughs> I, I, we we checked in, and uh, I am. Uh, As my evening's activity, I amassed a ball of lint from the bed sheets the size of a softball. Ooh, and then, that's not that's not lint. That's I think yeah. pubic oh, no. hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross, gross, gross. And uh, and our pits will be nicer. And and my my travel companion Mike McDaniel. Hey Mike, if you're listening, um, got attacked by fire ants out in the in the parking lot. It's like yeah, that was an experience. But no one was murdered. Nobody was murdered, at least and, the not that I was aware of. We and no, and no, no ghosts, no, as far no, as you can no tell. No ghosts. Um, the other thing that I'm almost 100% sure there have been murders there, uh, I, I stayed at the Travel Lodge in Las Vegas, just north of the Strip, just past the Stratosphere Tower. Sure. Okay. It had such a bad reputation that the cab driver wouldn't take us to the front door. Uh, what? And uh, he goes, I'm in Las you, Vegas? I'm letting you off here? Wow. And it's like, dude. That's another, that's like, we have to cross the parking lot. It's like, I'm not going any further. It's like, wow. Oh, shit. And it's like, but there was the only place, because we, we had arrived um, uh, for a wedding, um, I, my buddy and I, uh, and, but we were early because uh, okay. he, he worked for Horizon Air. Yeah, yeah. And, and so we flew uh, sort of, he goes, hey, we can catch our flight. And, and, and it's like, but our hotels weren't, we, we were going to stay at the Tropicana, not a whole lot better. 
Uh, yeah. But the trop, the trop at least is safe. Less murders. A whole lot less murders. <laughs> they, were, they were cleaning the blood out of yeah, the, the, this the, was, the bathtub. Oh, God. It's like there were all kinds of weird kind of bleached out areas right. in, this, in this hotel. It's like... It's like I'm sure there were like mob hits in this in, in this thing. And did you no take a, Did noises. you take a black light into? Oh your God, no, room. hell no! I just, you don't want to do that to yourself because it's like that. otherwise, otherwise I'm sleeping Ignorance out on this. Ignorance is bliss. I'm gonna I'd be joining the large vagrant population in Las Vegas, sleeping in the strip outside of a hotel with my luggage. Oh, yeah, I wasn't yeah. gonna do that, um, but uh, that was totally sketchy. I okay. just that one. That one. That so one I'm hearing. I'm hearing a lot uh, less paranormal, more. More, 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 house, more, more deviant, more and we will get to we will get to deviant hotels here in a little yeah. bit. Uh, this is what I will say about the hotel motel horror genre. I love it, mm-hmm. love it, love it, love it. Super fun, uh, and it's for all the reasons you just outlined. You don't know what you're gonna get. There's always something that's maybe a little amiss, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, more and more as you get into Airbnbs and other types of rentals, there's always something that just doesn't quite add up. Maybe there's a locked door. Maybe there's a cabinet that's locked. Maybe, uh, maybe there's, maybe there's a, a door that goes nowhere. There's lots of weird stuff going on in the world of hotel motel and especially rentals these days. And so that's why it's so fun because it preys on that reptilian part of your brain that that's like always on edge when you get into a rental well you're on the road mm-hmm. right you're not a, you're, you're beyond the com- the the comfort of, of the familiar yep that's it's right your, it's a home away from home that's right and uh, you know granted you know Liz the the biggest traveler out of the three of us yeah um do you is there a minimum standard of hotel that you that you were willing to to go through yes. <laughs> yeah, because you do not want to stay at that Mississippi roadside ho- motel that no. I was at. Because I only it- stayed at one when we were evacuating for Hurricane Katrina, and we were not able to go to Houston where we had booked a hotel, like a nice old Marriott. Had to get on the wrong side of the Conorflow. Ended up in Indianola, Mississippi. At ugh, it was horrible, but we had been driving for probably twelve hours, and we slept in our clothes, like on top of <laughs> other clothes that we had packed. And got out of there real fast. Do you fast. do you remember the name of that hotel? I do not. Okay. But it was Indianola, Mississippi, the birthplace right. of BB King. I was so, I was right, in Vicksburg. Right. Oh, my hotels, okay. even though they're in horror movies, are all nicer than that one. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Well, good. But uh, it's not not to say that you can't um, find actually a very nice hotel uh, that is also in, on fame, famed horror movies, uh, the Awani hotel oh. and Timberline Lodge. I thought you were going to say, and the, I thought you were going to say nice hotels in Mississippi. No, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure you there can. are some great you hotels can. in Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't stay at one cause I was, I was, uh, 22 years old and on a, uh, limited funds. Mississippi um, Tourism Council, if you are listening, we would love to have you as a sponsor <laughs> of the podcast. That's right. <laughs> um, Jesus. But, uh, you know, I think if you think of The Shining, right? Sure. Th- that's, you know, the, the, that is a wondrous old haunted hotel. It's a two, uh, you get a twofer. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what was the, Liz, do you remember the hotel in New Orleans that hosted the first Overlook that was in New Orleans that's famously haunted? Oh, my God. Since you put me on the spot. It's great. It's it was, the Bourbon Orleans. Yeah. Is what it that's is. a cool hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, but it, also they, they also Yes. Yeah. Haunted hotel. Uh, uh, so so even right, if you're set, setting your standards high, yeah. doesn't mean you're out of the woods. That's right. That's right. All right. Let's get into it. Who's going first? 
I'll go. All right, Liz, what do you I've got? I got a brand new 2023 film. And what? Infinity Pool. Oh, Whoa. yeah, there you yeah. go. Because uh, Infinity Pool is set at a luxury resort in a imaginary country. But this luxury resort is surrounded by like barbed wire and has armed guards because you do not want to venture out to uh, be with the locals. So I spoke a little bit about Infinity Pool on episode three of Spooky Time. But this is directed by Brandon Cronenberg, son of David. Stars Alexander Skarsgård, Mia Goth, and Cleopatra Coleman. And Alexander Skarsgård plays a writer who goes on vacation with his wife. And they meet another couple. And they go outside of the with the couple. They end Uh-oh. up all getting drunk, driving back, and Always accidentally a hitting mm-hmm. a local. And then in my review, I said they pull in, I know what you did last summer, because they are not going to go to the police. <laughs> Always know that's a bad idea. That is a yep. trope of the horror movie genre. Yep. So, of course, the police come to him and say, in our country, the we have zero tolerance for crime, so you murdered someone, so we're going to execute you. The person who you murdered, his eldest son can execute you. And if you don't have an eldest son, like the government will do it for him. (laughs) But if you are wealthy enough, you can just pay us to make a clone of you and then we'll execute the clone. So, of course, even though he's he's not wealthy, his wife is. So he hits the ATM, gets his clone, watches it get murdered, and then what I said in my review is all stakes now are gone. So once you know that you can just commit crimes, there's no more stakes. Unless you're, a, unless you're the clone. Unless right. you're the clone. Uh, and they're trying to say that like the clone really is you and feels everything. But if it's not, it's not you like, what, what do you care? Um, so there's no stakes. Uh, and then, so now they're going to commit crimes, but they just never commit big crimes. It's just like I said, light B and A. It's a little breaking and entering um (laughs) more orgies and boredom like and taking drugs which like can't you just do that on vacation anyway right so is is there kind of within this premise like if you end up trying to do something like i'm going to do something grand like i'm going to try and assassinate vladimir putin Uh and 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 his and his and his body men you know put a bullet in your head uh, oh, then so you'd then, really be dead. Then though. you'd really be dead. Does, what happens to the yeah. clone? Does the, does the clone? Their does... clone was already dead. You're only having the clone made to be executed. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So, can't, doesn't yeah. so you can't just have a backup, like, can't, a, like, like, oh, like a hard drive clone. kind of a thing. I mean, maybe you could, but. It's an infinity pool, not an infinity loop. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it was good. Um, it is set at a resort, so that counts. Uh, it's worth where, seeing. Do you know where it was actually shot at? Even though it's actually, a, a fictitious I'm island? I'm going to say Croatia. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, like real life. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, if you were gonna like have, because it's a beachside resort, it's like Dubrovnik or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A split. Yeah, I've heard great yeah. things yeah. about that. All right. Uh, so vacation. It's a hotel, a luxury hotel, but um, for me, it didn't meet the hype machine that was coming out of Sundance. That this was like depraved and crazy and so disturbing. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it, it was, was interesting, maybe disturbing but just for not. people who can stay at a White Lotus level resort probably think this is very disturbing. I'm kind of a <laughs> right, middle tier, can't afford the four <laughs> yeah, seasons. Yeah, get what you so, got coming nah. to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, you're working off your your what is it? Um, I'm on points, dude. Points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So my my first one yeah takes us to the Oregon coast. Ooh, so this I is, like it. I this like it. is uh, 
handily enough, The Rental. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this is no, uh, directed no. by Dave, Dave Dave Franco, starring Dan Stevens, Allison Brie, Sheila Vand, and Jeremy Allen White. Mm-hmm. Um, horror movie trope 101. Always check your rental rooms for peeping Tom cameras. Yeah. Um, the Rental is... Tightly, a tightly packaged thriller of two couples who head to the Oregon coast. And I think it's, is it, uh, is it Bandon? That was it? like Newport. No, it's not that far up. It's, it's, it's got the, cause it's on a cliff. There's no. Oh, okay. But anyways, um, the, the only Oregonians would know this kind of thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, these are some tightly wound professionals, uh, two brothers and uh, Charlie and Josh uh, who travel with their, uh, their, uh, significant others. I think uh, one's a wife, a wife and a girlfriend, uh, mm-hmm. Michelle and um, Mina, and they are a bunch of overly stressed, highly over overworked people who need to get a break. So they go to the, as a lot of people will do, go to the Oregon coast. It's very relaxing. Um, but uh, they, they, you know, they should be able to blow off some steam, but they make some bad decisions. It was shot at <laughs> eighty-eight five one five Pacific Surf Lane. Band in Oregon. <laughs> Chalk one up for Eric. Wow. Right you, at the California. You board. can actually rent this rental house. Nice. <laughs> it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful house. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, you know, I think that, that it the the whole trip gets off to a bit of a rocky start when they suspect that the uh, the host it might be a racist because Mina is Middle Eastern and she's right. picking up vibes that they wouldn't rent to her, but they would rent to her 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 boyfriend, uh, and and then he says some off putting comments when they arrive, and so he's kind of they 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 they're all a bunch of nervous people, anyways, and so they're having a hard time enjoying, uh, or you know they need to relax, and so right. bad choice number one. Let's do some ecstasy. And get uh, and, really, and really drunk. Get really drunk. <laughs> bad, num- bad, bad idea number two. Don't have an affair with your with your brother's significant yeah. other. Yeah. At the, when they're there, I mean, it's like this is just like just horrible. And the you know, it's like the, maybe it's the drugs talking. Right. It, but it's also kind of you know, there's some history, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So that was. But they. But of course, everything ended up being. On camera. Right. There were cameras hidden all over this house. Right. Hopefully not at the real rental. Right. Yeah. Well, checking out. Like, yeah, you have to go, check, 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 for, check for cameras in the shower. Kind of gross. Um, but, uh, you know, it is a beautiful lodge and with a beautiful hot tub and a beautiful ocean view. Not bad unless you start to do stupid shit. So they do stupid shit. And I think this is one of the things that, that separates this, like the, the protagonist sometimes like in, in your Friday the 13th movies. The, protag- the, the protagonists uh, who are dominoes to get mulched typically are intellectually stupid. They make just boneheaded decisions that defy logic. These people are making emotionally stupid moves. Right. That they're, they, they're intellectually smart people who can actually process things properly unless their emotions get in the way, and they just kind of, this is, it, it, it and you kinda, all I kind of like disliked all of them, too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which which was great because like that's yeah. that's sort of that uh, ru- uh, rule of uh, the the psychology of horror where it's uh, go get them yeah yeah I, well, I because come up yeah yeah because you get your come up it's because you're just like God these these people are just a holes yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> but there's there's a there's a death in the middle of the movie uh-huh. that all of a sudden 
this was, I think um, Liz mentioned this. It's like calling the cops is a trope within the vacation rental horror genre. 100%. It happens, I think, in all three of the movies that I'm going to represent. Cops have, get called. Cops get called. And, um, but they, the, or, or they debate whether to call the cops. In this case, they say, no, don't call the cops because if you call right. the cops, then they're going to they're gonna show we you and drugs, me yeah. having sex. And we can't right. let our... Right. We can't let our spouses know about this because then that's worse. Right, 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 uh, right. But someone who, the, the, whoever was watching is also a homicidal maniac yep. and starts closing in for the kill. And it gets, it, boy, does it ratchet up the tension. Yes. You may not like these characters, but it, you fear for these characters because oh, this, yeah. 100%. This, this is one mean ass serial right. killer. It's not, it's, it, it's just, it's also sort of the physicality of it. I think it yeah. was just, um, and, but and it also, cleverness. you know, I think that the thing that's incredible about this film, and I've never seen this done before quite like this, the real stinger for me mm-hmm. doesn't take place in the film. It's, it's in, in the credits. In the, in the end credits. It's in yeah. the end credits. Best end credits yeah. ever. So stick it's around amazing. for the end credits because that's where the punchline is. That's where yep. the climax is. And I'm still so shocked they have not gone back and done a rental part two because it could it, easily happen. Yeah, because killer's <laughs> killer's not dead. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, anyway, all right. The rental. Yeah. Totally. Uh, super tense. Super tense movie. Go check it out. All right. Yes. Uh, my first film is a film from 2007 called Vacancy, directed oh, by Nimrod Antal. Uh, this, of course, oh, stars oh, Kate Kate Beckinsale. Uh, Luke Wilson, mm-hmm. not Owen, Luke, uh, and I can't remember what the third brother's name is, uh, but oh, definitely not two him. Count. Yeah, there's only two that count. <laughs> Luke and Owen. Sorry, other brother. Sorry, other brother. <laughs> you're the, and you're I think the, he's I, a bald. I think the, you're the Billy Baldwin. I think Sorry. He's, the older brother. I think is or the the other brother. I think is the oldest brother too. And then it also stars Frank Whaley. Uh, this is yeah, a mar- really creepy. Married couple who gets stranded at an isolated motel finds out that the hidden cameras in their room, also like the rental, but very differently than the rental, these people that are filming them film them as a part of uh, an ongoing snuff film series. It is... I. When I was watching this, I had vibes. I had very, very similar vibes to the film from uh, the year before last, Boomer Cleef. Yes. In ah. that, in that, but it's it's a little different. It's kind of like the flip side of Boomer Cleef mm-hmm. in that there's 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 tension between uh, uh, Kate uh, Beckinsale and Luke Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, but their tension is the fact that they're basically on the verge of a divorce, yep. and that he's not. That, that neither one of them are particularly bad people, but that the tension is just they're 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 in the their their marriage is is dissolving. There is a challenge in this movie in that they are hard. You can't get close to these characters initially because they're bickering and they hate each other now. Right. At the, right. At the moment. Right. But you can sort you can sort of see the roadmap ahead. They're gonna have to to yeah to reconnect in order to survive the night. Right. And 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 Frank Whaley, uh, who plays the hotel proprietor, also the snuff film enthusiast, is he turns in, I think, a really great and pretty uh, sort of understated sort of um, villainous presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, he obviously ratchets, ratchets it up towards the latter part of the film. But the 
as the couple slowly discovers all these weird pieces and parts, this doesn't make sense. Why is there a trapdoor in the why is there a trapdoor in the bathroom? Why is this that? Why is there these horrible stains all over the floor? Uh, they too, Liz, like you had just described, they end up sleeping with all of their clothes on above. The <laughs> um, but the 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 tension of this film is Hitchcockian, mm-hmm. uh, and there are so many great twists and turns. I, I felt I've. I too completely slept on this because it looked like I've described these as in the past as sort of like a uh, you know hot topic uh, kind of horror movie uh, right. from from the from the early two thousands mid two thousands and I was just like eh you know even though it had Luke Wilson and some degree of credibility I sort of stayed away from it initially they had cast uh, Sarah Jessica Parker uh, in the role which I thought would have been interesting because she's Kate, Kate Beckinsale was great I, oh I did too yeah. I did too uh the thing I really I thought was pretty fascinating which you know again this is like one of these sort of old-timey hype machine things that they did to market the film was they set up a advertising uh strategy with a, a toll-free phone number where you could call and when you called you heard the voice of Frank Whaley the proprietor of the hotel <laughs> and you had uh, it, it informs callers about slashing their prices and the killer deals that they have at this hotel. What uh, what year did this come out? Two thousand seven. That feels right. Two thousand seven. Yeah, <laughs> it's um. You know, I went into it with super low expectations. I walked away very excited by it. Uh, as and I think it's probably a four plus star movie because I think it's just really well done and really exciting. Yeah. I have not seen there is a vacancy part two. I have not seen it's it, a, but it's I a would, prequel. And so it's like, yeah, hey, I, right. I would I would watch it. I will watch it. Um I don't and have, get it, back to you. It doesn't have any well, there none of none of the the starring cast from vacancy one is in vacancy two. Even though they Spoiler alert: Could be they could yeah. They're, 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 <laughs> that's, that some of these characters could come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. Um, yeah. I thought. I think there were some the the moments that sort of have you that 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 you can identify with are, uh, hey, stop banging on the on, on. We're making so much noise in the next room over. Right. Um, and then and and it is the skeevy. This was this was the, the, that room kind of looked like the Mississippi. Yeah. Vicksburg. A hotel that I stayed in, and that's that is your deep fear. Is like, what did I get myself into? Is this going to be? Am I? It's like, is is there is there some sort of a uh, you know a murder ring tied to this? And maybe that's classist. Yeah. Uh, but it was. But they. The other thing that I've noticed is that a lot of these places have the yellow kind of arrow sign. Right. It's like it's like a hotel, and it has that be- those those fantastic motor drive-ins where they all have an arrow that points to the hotel stay right. here it's like it's the only thing for hundreds of miles it feels like you're out yep. in the sierras yep um uh or i don't know where some some place it looks like it was, uh, yeah i think it was northern california so anyways yeah uh, yeah totally totally worth a watch uh i'd probably give it three cool. and a half okay i think it's it's a very simple story it's yep. well it's well executed it's creepy yeah uh and um i think you eventually bond with the married couple you kind of have to or though oh yeah you, yeah you yeah lose yeah interest because they do, they do go. Film guy. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to bond with Frank yeah. Whaley. No, <laughs> he's he's a creep in this. He, he was creepy from. It's like as soon as they open the door, it's like, can can you just? Maybe you should sleep in your car, <laughs> right? Interesting choice. It's probably okay. cleaner. Yeah. All right, Liz. Okay, my second film uh, was on Robert's top 
10 of 2020 list. Ooh. And this is Cadaver. Oh. Um, huh. You can find it on Netflix. Yeah. And it's a Norwegian film written uh, and directed by Jaren Herdal. And this is a post-apocalyptic film where in a Norwegian city, um, Lenora, Jacob, and their daughter, Alice, are holed up in their apartment after a nuclear disaster. There's no electricity, no work, no food, and no hope. Uh, While everybody's struggling to survive, they hear on the streets, like the ringing of a bell, and it is kind of like a covered wagon with a guy saying, come up to the hotel to see a play. So there's a theater company that's putting on a play. And if you get tickets to this play, you get a meal. So they're like, well, um, the wife, Lenora, had been an actress, a Shakespearean actress, and they're starving. So she takes whatever money they have left to buy tickets to go up to this hotel. And as they get there, the hotel, everybody's in this grand dining room and the visitors are handed masks and they're supposed to wear the masks because it is an interactive play. So ticket holders are wearing masks and anybody who's not wearing a mask is an actor and you can choose to follow who you want throughout the hotel. So this is kind of like that uh, sleep no more thing in New York. So this is not the most original idea, but it's still cool to look at and fun to watch because of course as they divide up follow different actors you're going to realize that the they might not be as far removed as just spectators they may be becoming part of the play and what the heck were they eating but it's really cool it looks really good and it's a fun one. Um, this was last year? I think it, 2020. Oh, 2020. So I okay. think the reason it was a top movie of 2020 was because something weird happened in 2020 that stopped movies mm-hmm. from coming out for a while. That's so right. The, uh, the choices were limited, but this is good. I'd give this a solid three and a half stars. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So definitely worth a watch. It's Cadaver, spelled with a K, because uh, that's the Norwegian way of spelling it. Right. And, uh, Cadaver. It is on YouTube. I'm, not YouTube, excuse me. Netflix. So cool. worth a watch. Yeah, okay. I want to. I want to check it out. Um, yeah, it sounds yeah. fascinating. The, the reviews. Robert had talked about it, and I never watched it. But I was like, I remember having it in my queue and seeing that it was a hotel, and I was like, well, this is the perfect time. Yep. So the reviews are a little lacking on IMDb, though. Hey, get on it. We should get make <laughs> like sure that Robert quant- posts the quantity. Well, yeah, oh no, uh, uh, people's people's frustrations with the film. Oh. Yeah, huh. uh, it's not super duper original, which is what Robert said. Oh, in okay. His, um, mm-hmm. but. It's good. It looks real good. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Eric, what is next? Well, uh, I'm going uh, with a uh, 2003 movie starring John Cusack. Oh! But it's not that. It's not oh. 1408. Oh. Oh. Are we going to have another collision? It oh, like, no. It, no, but close. Identity. Identity. Oh. Uh, this <laughs> is the. What's that? I love this yeah. movie. Uh, this is the modern adaptation of the classic Agatha Christie, Ten Little Indians. Mm. Which was also a movie from the from the golden age, mm-hmm. uh, which was one of the great murder mysteries uh, from from the first first half of the century. Um, but this is a set, uh, set in an isolated Nevada motel during a thunderstorm, a dark and stormy night indeed. Uh, an important side plot, which is actually the main plot. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's a convict on the verge of execution. 
uh, and he is having uh, he's being reviewed for a sanity plea by the uh, the district attorney uh, in uh, Carson City. Um, but eleven travelers are stranded together uh, as this dark and stormy night cuts off passages in any direction. A woman is badly hurt from being struck by a limousine dry- driven by Ed. Uh, John Cusack, uh-huh. uh, which was the end result of a number of other incidents created by the other guests, and that sort of played out in a very clever fashion in these kind of like stop, uh, you know, th- there's these pause elements, yeah. and then they go back, and then they get different perspectives, and you realize these things are all linked, um, which was which was one an, uh, okay, something weird is going on here. Uh, the coincidences are rather alarming, but none of the characters are aware of the connections that the audience is aware of. Clearly. Right. Okay. Um, and among the group are a cop, uh, Ray Liotta, uh, his criminal Rest charge, peace, Ray Liotta, yeah. uh, Jake Busey, uh, a whore, Amanda Peet, um, a pair of mismatched newlyweds, uh, the shifty motel manager and aging movie star, uh, Rebecca De Mornay. Wow, what a great cast. Uh, a yeah. quiet family man, uh, John C. McGinley. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. His, the, his wife was injured and, uh, and her son. Mm-hmm. Um, and as was true with the Ten Little Indians, these people start dying grisly deaths one by one and are assigned numbers, and, like with motel yeah. tags. It appears that a murderer is amongst them. Clearly, one of them is a, 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 an overt murderer. Right, this, right, right, uh, right. But when, when he gets off, it's like, whoa, okay, what's going on? Um, so this is a terrific mystery thriller uh, worthy of the Ten Little Indians badge. Okay. Uh, I was a bit put off at first by the arch and one-note tendencies of the characters in the film. Sure. Uh, but then it all becomes clear as to why they're caricatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the, the, the big twist was always hinted at, but when the reveal comes, it's a doozy. Uh, I think there's a... I think one of the, the, the key things here is the performance of Pruitt Taylor Vance, who you might recognize. He's a heavyset, bald guy with amazing eye acting. Okay. His eyes are darting all over the place, and he plays the convict being reviewed. Um, this is the first time on the Scariest Things podcast where we've talked about eye acting. Yeah. Eye uh, acting. <laughs> but, uh, Cusack, first time ever. Yeah, uh, Cusack's yeah. a terrific lead. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's the only one who seems to have a lot of depth, but that also sort of gets explained in this movie. It's really cool. Um, the, mo- the motel is a terrific backdrop, and it's the island in a storm. Ten Little Indians was on an island before. Right, so right, that right. they. And this is shot it, in Nevada, is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, that's what the, the, the story, I, don't, I think it's probably shot in L.A. But, okay, but, okay. But the story, it, it, it's there, they, they all converge uh, in, uh, in a hotel, a motel, Kind of like my Vicksburg experience. Yeah. Kind of skeevy. <laughs> I, um, you know, I think I've seen this, but I'm not sure yeah. if I have now. Yeah. I, I, I kind of need to go back. It. You'd remember yeah. it's a it. It's pretty good the, twist. Okay. There are the, 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 fun, the, the best part is when all of a sudden the surviving characters go, wait a minute. They connect the dots. There's a whole bunch of weird things that are connecting the dots. It's like, this right. can't be a coincidence. And then... And then, but they're all totally flummoxed. And, okay. And, okay. Uh, but it is a this is a great pot boiler, always, always interesting. Even if I, at first you kind of go, "Geez, what's these people are just like they're they're really screamy or they're just they, they're 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 one note, but they're one note for a reason." Okay. All right. 
Uh, sticking with the king of uh, motel horror, John Cusack, I am okay. talking about a film called 1408. This is from 2007. There based, you go. Based you go. on the Stephen King short story of the same name. Uh, this largely just just involves John Cusack and a little Samuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a film I think that was bagged on pretty heavily. I stayed away from it. Oh, you did? I, I stayed not. away from it when it first came out in oh, yeah, uh, yeah. 2007. And then when I watched it, I was like, I don't understand what the gripe is because I think it's a pretty goddamn good movie. <laughs> I thought it was great. Uh, it's it's great. It's a great premise. I mean, obviously, uh, Stephen King's source material is wonderful, but it involves Mike Enslin, uh, who's played by John Cusack. He's a an author who investigates haunted hotels, haunted houses, mm-hmm. and then he writes about them. He puts them together in sort of a paranormal travelogue. He's a debunker. He's a debunker, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he claims he has never experienced any bizarre or frightful events in his travels. Yeah. Even though he continues to go out and write these books and be and he's very successful with said books. Uh he learns, he gets he gets hipped to um the fact that there is a room, room number 1408 in a New York hotel, um, that um is the most haunted room there ever once was. And he goes there and convinces Samuel Jackson, who's the proprietor of the hotel, to please let him stay in the room, even though Samuel Jackson refuses over and over and over to let him stay in the film. He does. Uh, After that, everything goes off the rails very early on in the film. And the frights are real. The jump scares are shocking. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are many crazy and strange and ghoulish happenings that uh, twist Mike Enslin's brain around. And then, of course, in classic uh, sort of um, uh, Stephen King fashion, it ties back to uh, a very emotionally driven family story, which is in this case, not all that bad and, and, and pretty, pretty darn solid. Um, the thing that's interesting, which I didn't realize when I was watching it, because I watched it, I think I watched it on Tubi. Apparently, the DVD has four different endings to the film. Uh, so, they, yeah, they actually shot three alternative endings. So I haven't seen any of the three. Is there, is there a director's cut out there that, that shows? Yeah, you can get a DVD. Yeah, the, the DVD um, um, sort of it has them all. And apparently the 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 whole idea behind this was based on Stephen King's uh notion that uh the story was uh was originally intended to be very ambiguous. And so none of the actually none of the endings match up with uh the Stephen King short story. Uh Mick LaSalle of the San, San Francisco Chronicle described it as one of the good Stephen King ad- adaptations, one that maintains its author's sly sense of humor, satiric view of human nature, and a more genuinely scary f- movie than most horror films. Yeah, I thought it was legitimately scary. Uh, John Cusack, the king of uh, hotel horror. Uh, <laughs> Apparently so, yes. Turned in a great performance. Samuel Jackson, of course, as always, was great. Yep. I don't know why people bagged on this film because I thought it was pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I think um, I brought this up. I forget for which uh, which podcast, but yeah, I 
1408 what again um it, it sort of fell into some other things like the ninth gate uh yeah you know and, and maybe it's because i'm not used to seeing big stars in right. horror movies right and and i always get a little bit dubious because you kind of you're expecting the up-and-comers to do it yeah unless you know sort of in advance that they're part there unless you're the uh uh you know, unless you 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 were an Anthony Perkins or someone who sure, sure. became famous through the through the horror genre, but when you got Cusack crossing over, I was like, eh, maybe not, but it was great. That's yeah, great. John Cusack, if you are listening to the podcast, we would love to have you on to talk about clearly your burgeoning horror career. Yeah. <laughs> Please, John. Although remember Please, that 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 burgeoning career was uh, probably a decade ago, yeah. uh, twenty years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. He's still at it, I think. Liz, I don't know. You're laughing. All right. My final pick is another one that I got turned on to by our own Robert Silbauer. Oh, my gosh. And of this film, he said, whether you're in the mood for some crazy what could possibly happen next fun, or you just want to freak out your holiday party guests when the murders start happening during your ambient fireplace background video, Yule Log is your go-to film. All right. Yule Log, okay. Okay. Yule Log. This is the Adult Swim Yule Log, a.k.a. The Fireplace. This is a movie that came on, I guess, Comedy Central, like behind a Rick and Morty episode, but it has now been released on HBO Max. It is a 90-minute completely bonkers like david lynchian style film made at a double booked airbnb so (laughs) i I don't even know how to like um summarize this film so that's kind of it like (laughs) so um i'm gonna read pretty much um robert's review and this is made by chris casper kelly who Robert says is the mad genius behind the horror comedy short Too Many Cooks. He's also from Ricky Morty and Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which mm-hmm. are uh, Comedy Central shows. And it starts uh, to introduce its characters. So we have Zoe and her boyfriend, Alex, who are the ones who rent the uh, cabin. He is a filmmaker who makes Yule Log films. So he's got his camera set up. That's why the camera is <laughs> always on filming their fireplace. They're there for a romantic weekend, and then a group of three comes, and they're like, no, but this is our cabin. Oops. Instead of let's call and straighten this out, they just start to, like, kind of hang out together and party, and that is when everything goes off the rails. And not off, not just off the rails, Robert says, Casper Kelly takes it so far off the rails, you can't even see the rails from where we end up. <laughs> <laughs> so, unpredictability is the name of the game in absurdist cinema, and you log does not disappoint. So, I will promise you, it is scary. It is very gory. It is capital H horror. And it's probably one of the weirdest things I've ever seen, but it does have a structure and an actual story. So it's not okay. like a completely experimental film. So if you have HBO Max, settle down in front of the Yule Log fire for 90 minutes and experience this total weirdness. Soon to be 
a Christmas tradition, I'm sure. <laughs> Yule log. Yule log. <laughs> yes. All right, Eric, what is your last film of the night? Well, I have to go to a backup because uh, you, oh. you you and I collided on vacancy, but I'm yeah. going to uh, uh, bring up the Thai West favorite, The Innkeepers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, and this, is, um, this also would have fit in our previous episode 162, Slow Burn. Uh, we talked about it in episode four. So the rental. Yeah. Ghost yeah. Horror. Yeah. So this is um, the during the final days and for of the workplace horror. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, true. Um, this, yeah. So uh, stars Sarah Paxton, Pat Healy, and Kelly McGillis mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. making a fun uh, cameo in this, or a little bit more than a cameo, a supporting role. Yeah. Uh, but there's the the um, there's a Connecticut hotel called the Yankee Peddler Inn, and uh, it's um, largely vacant, uh, where Kelly McGillis's character is. The only one who's holed up there, and she has a specific reason to be held up there. Um, but uh, Claire and Luke are the two employees left to manage the hotel in its final final few days. And they know that there's a reputation, that, and they even have a website set up that describes the hauntings of the... Uh, yeah, they're like uh, amateur uh, ghost hunters. And, um, so who it, may or may not believe in ghosts. Right. And, <laughs> but they're, they're having a kick out of it because they're, they're just, they're, they're kind of, they're bored employees. There's not a whole lot else to do because the rooms don't need that much attention because there's not a whole lot of people. There's also a guy up on the, uh, on the top floor who's just, who's been there for a while and they just, he, he keeps to himself. Um, but they, uh, they start... The, the 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 ghosts of the uh, of the of uh, the Yankee peddler begin. They start finding out some you know that that at first it's a whim, and then they start getting into it, and they they start they they're tracking it around. It is a a classic slow build ghost story. Oh, um, absolutely. And, um, but they and and the so Kelly McGillis is the is is the woman who has all the secrets, and once they get the update from her, then all of a sudden they realize that. Maybe, maybe this isn't the best idea, but there's a lot of getting trapped in the basement and then, but they're still fascinated. They want to catch, cause they also, they're just, once, once you get in on it, you want to check it out. And it reminds me of, we just did our spooky, spooky times with the scariest things. There's a game called Phasmophobia, which I played. Oh, right. And this is, they're doing all the Phasmophobia stuff. Right, right, right. Where you're right. walking around, it's like, with the, with, mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm. with, with, with the monitors and trying to see if they're getting anything and. And um, they turn out the lights and sit, right, sit, right, right, sit right. in, and then it's, and, and ask questions in the darkness. No, it's it's it is a, and a, a Ty West, um, great script, great and, script. And, and I think the thing that really holds us together is the, the the relationship between the the two main yes. characters. Yep. Yeah. They they really pull this thing they, off, they and are, they really drag you yeah. into yeah. their world. Their nervousness, uh, their sort of uh, malaise as right. hotel workers, because yeah. Claire and Luke are not romantic partners. No, they're, they're uh-huh. just they, not they're, at all, they're, and they're kind of friends, but they're not. But they're more fascinated with um, the hauntings, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, that they. Yeah, you're right. I think it is. It it's a kind of a unique kind of a male female relationship, which is. Uh, I I I thought it was. You're right. Played played on point and it was anyways uh go check this out it's it's one of those um un, sort of I, I didn't make much of a stir and actually a lot of ty west you could you right. could say mm-hmm. you know the horror community knows about it so you are right. friends on the horror community make sure that you've checked this one out it is part of the proud uh legacy of 
of Mr. West and, yeah. and worth worth a watch. Yeah, for sure. All right. The last film of the night is a film that was called uh, Alternative Titles Included Death Trap, Starlight Slaughter, Horror Hotel, but the great Toby Hooper finally landed on Eaten Alive. Almost picked that one. Eaten Alive. There you go. This uh, is cram-packed with just an amazing group of actors, including Robert England and Carolyn Jones, who was the original Morticia Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is about as bonkers a film as you will ever see. But it essentially involves uh, Neville Brand, who plays a psychotic hotel proprietor in rural East Texas, who feeds those who have upset him to a large crocodile that lives in a swamp right next to the hotel. Yes. Uh, Judd is the proprietor, and he is uh, has total dementia, is very sexually frustrated, and is... As creepy a a hotel proprietor as you will ever see. Allegedly, Kim Hankel, who uh, was also Toby Hooper's co-writer in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, said the plot was loosely based on the story of Joe Ball, Mm -hmm. who uh, apparently in the 1930s, a similar kind of situation, he owned a bar with a live alligator attraction uh, in Elmendorf, uh, Texas. And during that time, he murdered several uh, women and legend has it that he would dump the women's bodies into the pond and the gators would chomp them up. Speaking of Ty West, yeah, uh, with uh, Pearl and X, and right, that I think there's some influences there. Oh my god, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, the film, the film is all shot on a set which has this kind of it creates this really weird sort of it's it's not shot on a location it's all shot on a set and so it creates this really sort of dreamy like quality and the lighting is really weird and the color is really weird all all taken together it's very it's a very different if people say oh yeah it's basically the texas chainsaw massacre no 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 it's very very different very different feel very different aesthetic in total it did in 1982 uh great britain put it on their video nasties list and it was prosecuted prosecuted under the obscene publications act of 1959 um so chris cleland you can actually watch this now yes you can watch it now (laughs) you can watch uh you can watch eating alive now uh i uh if you are a fan of hillbillies if you're a fan of hotels if you're a fan of hillbilly horror hotels uh and you're a fan of Toby Hooper, if you're a fan of Texas Chainsaw. If you're a fan of, of uh, monster alligator movies. Monster alligator movies, yeah. This is this has got it all, and it's got a lot of pre-version, courtesy of Robert England. <laughs> <laughs> I never even heard of this movie. Robert yeah. England is, is a very, 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 obviously pre-Freddy Krueger, a very young Robert England, very young. I mean, uh-huh. he must have been in his early twenties. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm this, gonna guess because he was also in Galaxy of Terror around this time. Yeah, that was yeah, 1980. Yeah. But, yeah. This, but, but this was 78. Uh, 76. 76. Yeah, okay. 76. So he did this like uh, yeah. Toby Hooper put this out like hot on the heels of uh, Texas Chainsaw. Um, it is an absolutely bonkers film, and a, and a guy named Ken Hankey who did the official splatter movie guide, which I'm going to go out and buy now uh, because I loved his description. He reappraised 
the film as a misunderstood masterpiece that captured the otherworldly madness of the death of amateur night in Dixie brand of the American dream. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, go see Eaten Alive if you haven't seen it yet. Don't sleep on it. It is yeah. a Toby Hooper masterpiece. Is this easy to find? Oh, yeah, it is totally super easy, super easy yeah, to find. I, I, yeah. I would do a back-to-back this in Motel Hell. Oh, yeah, yeah, for oh, sure, for sure. I mean, these are, these are grindhouse hotel okay, horror watch classics. Watch it on Peacock or Tubi, our favorite. Yeah. Tubi. Good job, yeah. Tubi. If you want to be a sponsor, Tubi, you and Seriously, the uh, Mississippi Tourism Council can both be sponsors right, of is, the Scariest Things podcast. The, the, the Texas, uh, this, is, this is Texas, right? But This, this is, is all of, Texas, This yeah. is swampy Texas. Swampy so Texas, is, yeah, it's uh, East, East Texas. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why they had to shoot it inside of a studio, because it is very difficult to shoot in a swamp. Right, 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 right. So, with that, uh, just, a, just a few other uh, classics that uh, bear mentioning, because we've, we've talked about them recently um, enough that we didn't need to belabor it, but... Um, one of my uh, recent favorites, uh, Superhost, uh, which came out uh, the, that I saw for the for Popcorn Frights, was their their film uh, film of the year for that, mm-hmm. uh, which was great. The Night, which was my top film from 2020, right? Which is uh, uh, a Persian uh, oh, American right. film yeah, about yeah. A, a, a haunted hotel. Really loved that one. Uh, Barbarian mm-hmm. last year was. Uh, Airbnb. Airbnb. Mishap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we talked about... Uh, Don't Airbnb in Detroit. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you got to go back to the beginning and go to Psycho. Oh, sure. Yeah, right? absolutely. So there, this is a, I think... Or, uh, or the most famous hotel of all time, the Overlook, the Overlook hotel. hotel. Yeah, The Shining. Well, we <laughs> talked about... The Haunted we, Mansion? We, 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 we yeah. talked about that. <laughs> or uh, Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a shout, shout out to Liz. Um, uh-huh. But this is, you know, Mike. Mike's right. This is there, there's a lot of really fun uh, haunted uh, vacation properties, as yep. I think uh, Liz wanted to refer to it. Um, yep. And uh, we got uh, we got a good closeout tagline, Mike. Yes, we do. Uh, this is a tagline from the two thousand. Uh, gosh, what uh, what year did fourteen oh eight come out? Now I don't even know. Uh, this uh, 1408 came out in. Oh, you killed the tagline. Sorry, for, uh, 2000. <laughs> it was 2000. It was 2007. Just give it to us. Yes, 1408, uh, 2007. Uh, the tagline is: The Dolphin Hotel invites you to stay in any of its stunning rooms, except one. Nice. What number is that one? <laughs> <laughs> 